0: Hi, I'm Becky. And I'm Haley. And this is How to Not Get Killed. Welcome back, you son of a bitch. Happy New Year. Happy whatever day this is.
1: (laughs) (laughs) We know it's sometime in 2023.
0: Or maybe 2024.
1: Oh shit! What happened?
0: We took a really long break. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, we're back. It's 2023. Hopefully, we're done with all this fucking bullshit. But let's be serious. The world sucks. It's all falling apart. <laughs> it is all terrible. Like, what here. am I
1: hoping that's going to be different this year? <laughs>
0: <laughs> like, am I really so naive to think that things are going to change? No. Like, <laughs> I mean, I know better. <laughs> But anyways, we can at least be positive. Hope you guys all had a good holiday. Yes. A break off. Hopefully some
1: time off or a break. Or if you didn't, hopefully you got drunk a little bit or something in there. At least get get drunk. Yeah. At least have some.
0: Some Some eggnog. Eggnog.
1: (laughs) 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 Yeah. You could do that. (laughs) Some some champagne. Yeah. I don't know. Maybe there was some stuff floating. Maybe it wasn't even alcohol. Maybe it was hot chocolate. Maybe it was like some nice like cups of tea or coffee.
0: Exactly. I think we did this last year. Around this time. Um, we talked about New Year's resolutions. I think we did that. Did we? I, I have a faint memory of us talking about like unhealthy New Year's resolutions and to go oh. easy on yourself. Oh yeah, absolutely. So oh, yeah, okay, okay. Let's yeah. bring that back. Okay. So yeah, it's it's January, whatever it is today. And we're we just want to remind you to just go fucking easy on yourself. You're human. Yeah. Yeah. You can do New Year's resolutions. You totally can. And I, I mm-hmm. support that. Like, of course, better yourself always. Well, I
1: support all year
0: resolutions all year yeah but you if know, you're like if i if i have one person look me dead in the eyes and they're like january 1st i'm losing 45 pounds you, yeah, you're no, gonna we get need
1: to drop that shit especially you <laughs> ladies yes, yes. men all about... too are obvi- obviously they do, it, do that too they but do it I'm in like saying, a weird different way <laughs> yeah they're like i'm gonna stop drinking beer or whatever yeah. and then they like lose 40 pounds to
0: yeah <laughs> or they're gonna like <laughs> i'm gonna you. maximize on my and it's just like bro <laughs> relax my my new solution yeah. is to eat more protein yeah <laughs> i'm gonna carb load and she's <laughs> like okay honestly yeah we
1: we yeah no be if you, again i don't fault you if you want to use the new year as a reset or a time oh, yeah. to like reorganize some priorities or whatever but like just make those yeah
0: healthy
1: healthy realistic they serve you and not like you're not doing it. You're not doing it for other people. You should be doing it for yourself. Yeah. You know, and again, like, go easy on yourself. You yeah. know. And you know what? Like, enjoy the food.
0: Like, it's Christmas. <laughs> oh, like yeah. You're gathering with family, whether you're celebrating Christmas or not. This is probably, like, the most convenient time for everybody to just, like, have time off and go see mm. who they need to see. Absolutely. Enjoy your food. You're human. Do all the things. If you feel unhealthy after the holidays, just, just eat healthy. That's yeah. it. Just two things that make you feel good.
1: Yeah. That's that's really it. it. And for me, eating like a delicious meal with my family and friends over the holidays makes me feel good.
0: I I feel great. Yeah. Yeah. Like, for example, right now we're recording this. It's still December. And I had a Christmas dinner yesterday with like Drew's family. Oh, and I ate. Yeah. I had seconds. Then I had dessert. And I feel fantastic.
1: Absolutely. That's time shared with people that you care about. Delicious food. And and good food.
0: Yeah. And I'm never. There is
1: love in food, guys.
0: Man, food is my love language.
1: Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> like,
0: I mean, butter is your love language. Oh, yeah, of course. I mean, everyone so like, knows that. <laughs> but it's just, yeah. So, yeah, I just figure mm-hmm. every year I'm going to bring so, that in. Yeah, be happy
1: with whatever yes. you did, whatever you, whoever you spent time with. Yeah. Just, just, just think about the parts you enjoyed. Yeah. And and again, don't punish yourself.
0: No. No. So, no, we don't need any of that shit. No, nah, I'm done with that. I'm done with no. that. You come to me with some crazy form of diet punishment or just punishment in general for no, Yeah, I don't want to hear
1: any, like, out, I don't want to hear any shit about a juice cleanse no. or whatever <laughs> or, like, the cabbage diet or... Or
0: fucking... <laughs> just any kind of, like, yeah. extreme... Just no. <laughs> Do none of that. No. Just eat healthy and take care of yourself. That's all. <laughs> you know what? Make more resolution, resolutions like... Be more kind, stuff like that. That's yeah, be what I like. Kind to
1: myself. Yeah. Journaling, journaling, reading. Yeah. Whatever.
0: <laughs> Do those. Yeah. <laughs> Do those. <laughs> not. I need to lose eighty-seven pounds by tomorrow morning. Yeah. <laughs> Anyways, we hope you had a great time, and we hope you're not punishing yourself for it. And let's start. We this love new year. you. We love you.
1: We're here. Yeah.
0: We're doing this.
1: Yeah. We're here to remind you every freaking year. Every year we're going to do this.
0: Every year. We're going to beat this into you. I'm going to kick your (laughs) fucking ass. (laughs) Are you going to do a resolution of any kind?
1: I don't really. I kind of like, yeah, I decided a long time ago to, I don't really do the whole New Year's resolution thing. Like if I want to change something or I want to like rework something in my life, then I just kind of do that whenever I have thought of that at that point. Exactly. Um, and again, I've I've tried the last few years to practice like not punishing myself after the holidays yeah. and like not restricting yeah. <laughs> myself and all those exactly. things we just talked about. Yeah. So like I try extra hard in January to to just like almost like not change anything. To just like go about my regular life. Yeah. Um, because I feel like that sort of like works to counter all those like feelings I used to have exactly. in relation to that time of the year. Yeah. So so, yeah. So, no, I don't really. Again, I, if you want, if you have them, that's great. I think it's a, it, it's a time that makes sense for most yes. people, which I totally understand. Yeah. But, yeah, I try to just, like, if I want to change something, I mm-hmm. I, I I do that she all year doesn't... round.
0: Yeah. It's just New Year's all the time for Haley.
1: Yeah. You know? Every day is
0: a new year. <laughs> Every
1: day is January 1st. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, no one really starts their resolutions on January 1st, though. It's no. usually, like, the second because no. you're, like, hungover on the first. You want to get McDonald's, like, right? Yeah. 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 <laughs>
0: Oh, I mean, I won't McDonald's every day, I, but, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, I mean, that's what I mean. Yeah. yeah. No, mine's, t- mine's um, just, I guess it's, I already started doing it, but to just, like, say no more, mm-hmm. that's mine. It's yeah, just it's boundaries. a good one. Boundaries. Because, I that's mean. That's a fantastic one. Yeah. You guys know me. I'll just, don't fucking ask. Honestly, guys, here's the thing. Here's my New Year's resolution. Don't ask me to do shit because I'll say yes. <laughs> and, and we all know I don't have time to do it. So just don't ask me. Don't. Your New Year's resolution, you listening, should just be to stop asking Becky questions. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just kidding. I no, don't take coming. that too literally,
1: but you know what? In relation to asking her to do stuff for you. Done.
0: Then don't want to hear just it. Just don't even bother. Because I'll say yes, and then I'll fucking hate myself for it. Not you. So, I mean, <laughs> back to the punishing. <laughs> so that's mine, is to just set better boundaries and actually stick to them. Mm-hmm. So that that's it. That's it. I think that's a decent one. Mm-hmm. We'll go with that. I think that's a great one. So yeah, okay. Let's get into let's get into this week's case. So this episode is likely not going to be crazy long, uh, mainly because there's just so little information on Lorian's case, um, which is exactly why it also felt super important to discuss this one. Mm-hmm. Um, it is still unsolved. Um, I mean, if it somehow magically gets solved from the day we're recording this to when it comes out, I will certainly update it immediately. It doesn't feel like that's going to be happening, though. Um, but, and Lorian's sisters um, named Candace Williams and Amira L, they demand and deserve justice and answers. So let's get into it. So, Lorian Nicholson was born on October 6th, 1979, in Nashville, Tennessee. Mm-hmm. Um, Lorian is described by his sisters and ones who loved him that have come forward and said nice things about him as being kind, shy, but not in a bad way, loving, super protective of his younger sisters, and just kind of like altogether a super stand-up guy. Um, He was always well-liked and never had any kind of like enemies or problems with anyone really or anything kind of like negative or scary on that end, just like a super normal, lovable young teenager. Mm -hmm. Lorian's childhood is described by his loved ones as being Pretty normal, nothing out of the ordinary, nothing like that. Just again, regular stand-up, normal kid. Yeah, nothing, nothing crazy.
1: Okay.
0: So we're gonna just jump straight into like the thick of things. So that kind of starts in nineteen ninety-five, which would make Lorian sixteen. Okay. So Lorian's entering his sophomore year, sixteen. Um, he starts at this point. Um, for Americans, is sophomore like. The youngest – no, it's junior, sophomore.
1: No, it's freshman,
0: freshman, sophomore, junior, senior. That's it. Okay. So,
1: sophomore would be, like, equivalent to our like grade, grade 10. Like a grade 10. Okay.
0: Yeah. I always try to, like, remember it in my head of, like, when it lines up.
1: Yeah. I only know yeah. that from movies. So, if that is wrong, then someone tell us. But Please, like I, yeah. <laughs> but yeah.
0: <laughs> but, so, he, he did, unfortunately, start slowly, like – developing some mental health issues he started to withdraw from friends and family at this time he became just a little bit more isolated and just kind of struggling with his mental health um his sisters recall noticing that he was a little withdrawn but never seemed like at the time like something to be wildly concerned about like it was just kind of like he might be going through some changes kind of along the lines of how any other teenager would around that time
1: yeah yeah Absolutely.
0: But maybe it just hit him a little harder than the guy next to him. Mm -hmm. So very unfortunate that he's going through, like, mental health problems. But, again, it wasn't like, at least by his sister's accounts, it wasn't like, whoa, shocking, you know, like, this is the end of the world. It was just like, this is what was happening with him at this time, and it kind of leads into other events.
1: Okay.
0: It was around this time, the exact date I was unable to find, that he was diagnosed with schizophrenia. Okay. In a yeah, in another short podcast I listened to that also covered this case, I'll I'll link the episode. It's called um Something Was Wrong. Uh the hosts were actually able to interview Candace and Amira and they gave like a lot of personal accounts. I also watched a documentary and kind of merged the information from there and an article. Um but they said that they actually never saw any physical paperwork or anything like that that showed an official diagnosis. Um they didn't even really like they said that they didn't really, like, witness any kind of, like, schizophrenic episodes and that they didn't really, like, acknowledge the schizophrenia until after the fact. Okay. They're, Candace and Amira are, like, his younger sisters. I, I think I say it again later, so if I end up repeating myself, just tell me. But I, it, the age gap is unclear. Okay. They never talked about their ages in any of the, like, documentaries or anything like that. It's just noted that they were, like, a good chunk younger than him. He was their big protective older Brother, mm-hmm. and they didn't get to see a lot of the like nitty gritty. Mm-hmm. So they're like, We never really noticed that. And it wasn't until later that it was kind of like, Oh, so he had this, but he seemed so normal to us. Like, he didn't seem like he was just like always in an episode or anything like that. Yeah. Of course, that's not to like dismiss the large possibility that he did in fact have schizophrenia. Just I wanted to like note their remarks on the whole thing. Because- well,
1: and if they're like a chunk younger than him, like even if they were like eleven or twelve, like you probably wouldn't be shown documentation like that at that age. And like, no. and then as far as like noticing things, like maybe you're just. You're, young. you're like young. you Maybe you're just not noticing the minute things that, like, an adult would notice. Exactly, yeah. So, to you, like, everything is relatively yeah. normal.
0: I think for the documentation side of things, um, Amira was more so, like, talking about how even currently she has had a hard time finding proof.
1: Oh, I see. I thought you meant, like, yeah. at the time. I'm like, but well, But,
0: well, both. Yeah, yeah. As a kid, obviously, they're they're not going to see those kinds of things, but if they're also like, yeah, that is
1: a bit weird that they haven't been able to get their hands on it then.
0: Yeah. But I mean, you never know, like it was the nineties, like things were a little different. Like I would hope documentation was a thing then. (laughs) Like,
1: well, it would have been all paper. So like, I guess, you know, like things go missing.
0: I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. That's one of those details. I don't know. There's a lot of like little missing details that it's, it's all a mystery. It really Mm -hmm. is. All of this is just a mystery and still is. Um, Lorian and his siblings around this time were living in different households. Like the actual living situation, I was also extremely unsure of. Like, I think, I think my understanding of their scenario is that they have different fathers but share the same mother. Okay. So I think, I, I was unable to gauge whether or not Candace and Amira were living together with the same father or or what the scenario was. Just that they were all siblings and obviously were connected by a mother. But it said that Lerion, for a little bit, um, between 16 to 17, was, like, bouncing around a little bit from family member to family member and the occasional friend. But, again, it was noted that that wasn't out of, like, the ordinary for him. Okay. Like, he would often stay, like, with his uncle for X amount of time or so-and-so for X okay. amount of time. Just kind of, like, again, maybe that was his way of coping with his mental health problems. Yeah. Which is, like, that's, that's totally fine. Like, no major issues were reported, like, at home. Like, I didn't find anything about, like, a really, I don't know, troubled home life like that. Okay. But again, maybe if he's bouncing around, maybe there was and we just don't know these things.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: So, in 1996 to 7, about age 17 to 18, Lorian entered the Job Corps program um, in hopes of learning a trade. He then came home abruptly after about roughly just a year. Um, the sisters... Still even say they're a little unsure as to why he came home, though. Um, like, they've, like, run through possibilities. Like, did he maybe get kicked out? Mm-hmm. Did he drop out? Did he get into a fight with somebody that led to him getting kicked out? They just weren't sure. Mm-hmm. Like, they are just, like, it kind of seems fishy because he went there with the intention of, like, getting a, being able to learn a trade and, like, yeah. get a good career out of it and all that. So shortly after his return home from the Job Corps program, he was admitted to a psychiatric facility by his mother to help aid with his schizophrenia Mm -hmm. he was prescribed some medications to help treat the schizophrenia um but in a conversation with his sister candace he kind of made it seem like he didn't really go there on his own volition like that he felt a little forced to go okay um so she was like i she talks about it in the one documentary i'll I'll share the link to that as well it's on discovery plus um she's just like not even really sure how he ended up there Like, how that transpired, what caused him to be dropped off there. Like, there's a story that's missing there. Mm -hmm. That the sisters are like, we don't really know because, again, we didn't see these episodes, you know? Like, there were times where, yeah, he seemed a little, like, confused or this. Like, things that they did notice, but it wasn't like, oh, he's just had this massive blowout that necessitates being dropped off at a facility. Yeah. How long his stay at the facility was, also extremely unsure. It doesn't sound like it was, like, months long or anything like that. Certainly not years long. But it, it kind of sounded like it was, like, a few days to maximum a few weeks. Okay. Closer to a few days, though. Okay. But, again, no idea the, like, precise duration. So, despite the schizophrenia and struggles Lorraine was facing at this time, his sisters both note him as still, like, not really being into any kind of suspicious activity. Um, he was just a regular teenager. Like, he was excellent at track and field. He had a bright future ahead of him. Like, he had friends. Despite withdrawing from friends and family, he was still just, like, a really regular teenager. Mm -hmm. Like, there was just, there was, like, this, like, mood to him, per se. Where it was just, like, just a little upset. Like, just kind of withdrawn and to himself. And, like, that's okay. We all know people like that. And it doesn't mean that there's anything wrong with them. Yeah, of course um his sisters still even to this day like state that like he wasn't really into anything at the time that could have or would have got him hurt like he didn't have like a shitty group of friends that were sketchy and like doing illegal things or anything like that like he was part of a stand-up crowd like Mm -hmm. it wasn't nothing like that um, they still cannot think of a single person who would intentionally want or have any reason to hurt Lorian. Like, they're just like, yeah. there's, there's no one. Like, okay. Like, we can't think of a single person that would be like, get him, you, you know? He just wasn't
1: the kind of person to, nope. like, get into anything or get in, like you said, with the wrong crowd or, like... Make nope. trouble with no. people.
0: And, and you know what? Like, sure, again, like, they were young. Maybe their memories are skewed of, like, what his his personal possible. life. It's which possible. is a huge possibility. But, again, like, they're adamant about it. Mm-hmm. So, like, I, I, when people are, like, so adamant about, like, how they remember something, they must be certain. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, I just – because, like, the times that I'm like, no, 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 this is how it went down, that's when I, like, know I'm certain of something that's happened. But if I'm like, I don't know, like, maybe – but they yeah. don't seem unsure. <laughs> well so it's I also believe like them.
1: Yeah, it's also like the nineties. Like I feel like it's easier to hide stuff now because it's like you could be like messaging somebody on Facebook or right? Instagram that like, you know, your family has no idea about. But it's like back then like you'd have to be like either calling someone on a cell phone or like really, really sneaking around to be yeah. like doing something and hiding it from your family that well. I don't know. I just feel like it would be harder
0: to do exactly. In a way. Like and it would be that's what would then be noted as suspicious behavior. Mm-hmm. Like, if it's like he's not around all the time. He's like yeah. oh, he's staying out late. Or like, he's like doing home. secret calls or yeah. having these big blowouts or something like that. Like yeah. I feel like the sisters would be like, you know what? Actually, I do remember this one time. Or, or like you would
1: see signs of stress maybe like yeah. something, you Like know?
0: The, the things that they note about him were all just very like that sounds like a regular teenager that might be struggling. yeah. It's just so it's it's hard to just be like, oh, he got himself into something bad, which I'm sure some people will probably speculate that. And I don't I don't think that's true mm. at all. Now let's get into it. Okay. <laughs> now that you know where I stand. Yeah, because <laughs> it's yeah. So on April 12th of 1998, Lorraine would have been 18 at this time um he decided to go on a walk during the day I, I i can't remember exactly now where the walk started like what location he was at precisely but the end goal was supposedly to get to his uncle's house it was supposed to be a short walk no longer than like maximum 20 minutes really but he never shows up to the uncle's house okay at first everyone's like okay it's daytime he probably just got sidetracked nothing to worry about he's a teenager maybe bumped into a friend yeah nothing alarming yet but then time goes on and still no sign of Lorian. April 15th, 1998. This is just 3 days later. His mother reports him missing.
1: Mm.
0: After 3 days, which feels wrong, but again, we don't know.
1: Yeah. I it, it could it, this this is a thing. Like there's so much missing here that it could be it could be a situation where again his sisters aren't remembering correctly, and it and and it, maybe it was semi normal for him to disappear for a, a couple periods of time. Yeah. If they're not remembering things correctly, if they it, are, yeah. and like what they're saying is true, then it's a bit weird that his mom waited. I would say that long.
0: To... I, I think it's weird no matter what. Yeah. but yeah, like I agree, I completely agree. Like, but I, I mean, think that's just... the thing
1: is in this situation, where it, the only way it's not weird is if this was normal. Yeah. Because he's 18 or 19 or whatever. Like, he's technically an adult. Exactly. So if he was in a habit of, like you said, moving around. Yeah. And his mom was like, I just assumed he was at his uncle's house for like a day or two. And then once I found out he wasn't, well, then I thought maybe he'd be at a friend's house. And then by the time she's like getting around to checking in on all these places, it's been three days. Like, okay, I could believe that. Yeah. But if it wasn't normal behavior for him. Then that's alarming. Exactly.
0: Yeah. Exactly. And then I have in here my note that I'm, I said I was probably going to repeat about the age gap. And again, we just talked about this. Like, I'm sure they don't have the full details of how everything went down, but it it was kind of as time went on that the two of them started piecing things together of all of the strangeness behind it, for them at least. For it, the sisters? For the sisters. Okay. Because they, they kind of just like grew up knowing like, oh, our brother's gone missing and that's pretty much it. Okay. That was like the extent of their knowledge and then they're like but like how come more isn't being done? Like how come we're not doing like searches and stuff? Mm-hmm. Like they started to get like well, yeah, he's missing and we know that that report's been made, but like where is he? Mhm. Like it, you know, time's going on and they're just kind of like we're like
1: what's being done to and, find him?
0: And exactly, and they're they're aging now and they're like okay, something's weird. mm mm-hmm. Mhm. Like, we sh- are we not looking for him? Like, what's going on here? So a little bit of time passes. It's now 2002. An, encou- an encounter between Lorian's mother and one of Lorian's friends. The friend is not named. The details of the encounter don't aren't disclosed in any information. Just this is like Amira's standpoint of it, mm-hmm. um, that an encounter went down between them. And it led Amira to be convinced that something more sinister could have been happening. She started feeling like their mom was lying about something and how th- of, of like how everything went down. That maybe she wasn't fully involved in the disappearance, but that she knows more than she's leading on to believe. Mm-hmm.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Like she, there's definitely secrets this mother has that yeah,
1: she she knows more. She's than She's not saying. sharing. Yeah, exactly. Okay.
0: So then this is when Amira and Candace are like, you know what? We're going to start like physically doing this ourselves because now we're like, now we're to a level of concern where we're able to comprehend everything that's going on. We're a little older. We're concerned. Mm -hmm. So they're like, we're going to find him on our own. They're calling hospitals. They're trying to follow any leads. They're talking to friends. They're talking to everybody. Like they're just almost reopening his case and just being like, okay, we're doing it. We're investigators now. Yeah. So, more time passes, unfortunately, which isn't good for a missing persons case. But in 2008, one of Amira's other brothers is murdered. The details of this case were not discussed at all in the um, documentary or anywhere else. Maybe one day we will talk about that more. But this is what sparked more information coming to light of Lorraine's case. Okay. So, she's talking to the police officers and investigators on her other brother's murdered case. Yeah. Um, She tells them about Lorian and how he's still missing. We, We still don't have him. Yeah. Like, he's still a missing person. This is what sparks those investigators' curiosity and essentially was able to help them retrieve the missing persons report and help start piecing a few things together, although they aren't, like, formally on the case, basically. Yeah, yeah. So, in 2012, they finally get notified that it turns out that the original missing persons report has an addendum which means, like, a an update. Oh, okay. Um, this addendum shows that five days after the report was filed for Lorian's disappearance, police had spoke on the phone with a woman named Pauline Venable. This stated that Lorian had returned home safe and sound, and he is no longer a missing person. The addendum also states that the case was closed by exception, Meaning that the case was closed without anyone actually, like from the police department laying eyes, visually confirming this. This is false because Larian still at this point hadn't be seen like hadn't be like been seen from anyone yeah. from the day he left to walk to his uncle's house.
1: And who the fuck is this woman?
0: That's the thing. So Amira and Candace are like, who's Pauline Venable? We don't know her.
1: Yeah, we and have that could no just, idea. Well, that could just be a fake name, and it sounds
0: fake. <laughs> it's not. She ends up being a real person, but like I don't know why. Oh, when okay.
1: I, I'm just thi- yeah. I'm just thinking. I'm like, couldn't anyone call and be like, I'm, whatever. Yeah,
0: like Mike... I don't know. So whatever they do, they do look into Polly Venable now. Which I mean, like, why didn't you guys at the time? Yeah, but I mean, okay,
1: whatever. It took you like fourteen I mean, years, whatever. I police
0: officers, I get it. You want to shit the bed all the time. That's fine. Like whatever. <laughs> Turns out she was an elderly woman who actually never left her house. Like, her kids l- later on in life more recently confirmed, like, no, at the time, like, she was literally, like, bound to the house with yeah. no connection with, like, the outside world. She's paralyzed from the waist down and basically had, n- like, zero contact with Larian. And Amira and Candace are still, like... Who the fuck is this person? Mm-hmm. So they call their mom. It kind of sounds like they have like a little bit of a strained relationship with their mom, obviously, at this point, And they're just not trusting her fully.
1: Mm-hmm. And
0: they, they already feel suspicious about their mom mm-hmm. and how she it felt like she was holding back a lot of information, a lot of very helpful information. So they call their mom and ask her who she is. And the mom's just like, oh, I don't know. Don't know her. I've never I don't know that person. But then the investigators prove that their mom does, in fact, know Pauline because she, as in the mother, gave Pauline's number to the police to contact the mother after making the report. It was the phone number she used, as you can reach me here.
1: Weird. She gave them Pauline's number.
0: Mm -hmm. Okay. Later, she then says to the investigators, not the daughter's. That she was dating Pauline's son at the time. So they immediately reopen the case officially. Because they're like, well, this is now. Suspicious. This is now very suspicious. Yeah. Because, because I'm sorry, you, you reported your son missing. You gave us a number that leads back to somebody that isn't you. Mm-hmm. Then that person that this phone number leads back to calls back five days later and says he's been found when he in fact has not been found. Mm -hmm. And nobody has confirmed that he's been found or not.
1: Nobody's seen him.
0: Nobody's seen him. No. So we're going to just, we're going to scooch back in time for just one second. So on the morning of April 13th, 1998, Mm -hmm. just a day after Lorian's disappearance, Nashville police received a 911 call. A call is placed from a resident on Mary Street, a dead end road that was just three minutes away from Lorian's uncle's house where he was supposedly heading. The call explains that the caller found a body inside of something that was burning just in this open area at the end of the dead end street. So police and fire arrive and it turns out that the body was inside what looked like a like a carpet rolled up and tied with rope and then set on fire. They unroll the carpet and the body is burnt beyond recognition, which is how this individual became listed as a John Doe. They canvassed the area for witnesses, everything, did a full investigation. They looked into the person who placed the 911 call, found nothing unusual or suspicious about this person that would point to them, and this unidentified male. That's all they know Mm -hmm. at this time. Mm -hmm. The autopsy reveals that the cause of death was a blunt force trauma to the head, but they were only able to conduct a very limited investigation with the autopsy because of how badly the body was burnt. So they weren't able to take fingerprints or anything like that. It was just we know that this is a young male. That's pretty much it. They matched it against missing persons reports at the time. Lorian wasn't reported missing, though. No. For three days. Mm -hmm. So at this point, back to more present timeline... Candace hits up NAMIS, which is the National Missing and Unidentified Person System. Okay. You can enter in all kinds of info relating to the missing missing person you're trying to find. Name, height, weight, gender, eye color, all kinds of defining features. So she enters in all of his info. The date he went missing, everything. And two results come up. One that had a body with the case attached to it, a John Doe. With the date of death being the day after Lorian went missing, mm-hmm. she calls Amira, and she's just like beside herself. They're thinking it's just too much of a coincidence, right? Yeah. Like they they have to look into it and the
1: location of it and too, the location.
0: Right? So it's it's feeling very like this could be him. Yeah. So they call the medical examiner listed on this file and learn that he was labeled John Nineteen Doe and given a burial location for un- unidentified persons. So they, at this point, arrange DNA testing because they're like, well, we need to confirm if this is Lorian. Yeah. Like, we have to know. So they they confirm that it is, in fact, Lorian Nicholson.
1: Oh, my gosh.
0: Yes. So they were able to find one piece of significant evidence that was left at the scene, which was a pager. They pulled the numbers from the pager it popped up as some nearby addresses and persons of interest, but eventually all just, like, led to dead ends. Nothing that could actually tie back to L- Lorraine really in any way. They mm. finally identified the owner of the pager, um, but they go on in anything I was able to find to identify this woman as TH. Just initials. Um, she admits to purchasing the pa- pager. She was, at the time, the investigators found her living in Cedar Rapids, Iowa, which I think is, like... Oh, my God, how far away is Iowa from Nashville? I'm going to assume very far. So she's, like, basically out of the picture, but they were still able to track her down. Um, So in present day, she said at the time she had bought the pager for a blackmail she was in a brief relationship with but couldn't remember his name. Um, But then in a second interview, she gives the initials of the person that she was in this relationship with, who the pager was for, as AC. Investigators go on to try and locate this AC because they're thinking maybe this is who did this.
1: Okay.
0: They can't find anything.
1: So she doesn't remember his name, but then all of a sudden she remembers his initials?
0: Mm-hmm. Okay. And that's that. That's that. Okay. So then on May 30th, 2013, the headstone that was formerly titled John 19 Doe is replaced with one that has Lorian's full name and birthday. However, she doesn't, the mother does not invite a single member of the family to this essentially reburial. The sisters were not invited. The two that are fighting the hardest to find answers, they didn't get to go. Jeez. And no official suspects had have ever to this point in time been named in his case. Wow. It's it's just cold. That's it. <laughs> Wow. It's it's wild because the sisters are just adamant that this case could have been solved almost immediately. Yeah. Almost immediately had the police actually just followed up on the false claim that Lorian had been returned home safely.
1: Yeah. Yeah. because it, Because it's like, oh, he's been returned home. Whatever your policy is, like, I don't know. I would imagine that it has something to do with, like... You need to go and like verify that mm-hmm. you can't just take everyone at their word. Nope. So if they had gone and tried to verify it, then they would he would have been nowhere to be found. Yep. And they would have kept looking. And and, and had considering been... the location of where the body was found, I would hope I would hope they would be competent enough
0: to like make that connection. Yeah. And it it would also wildly help the case if he was reported missing that day, well, of course. or even the day after. Because that's when the body was found. Yeah. So, head, let's say, Lorian's mother reported it the following morning, even, just, hey, you know what? My son never came home yesterday. He never made it to his uncle's place. Yeah, like if there was a paper trail.
1: Yeah. Because, like, I know that, like, there are always, like, 24, 24 hours. hours or whatever. But, yeah. like, at least
0: a call had been made, least, you know? At least something would be documented. That way, when the body of a burned young male shows up they might be like maybe this is also the same person that went missing yesterday yeah in this exact same area like it it actually would have been stupidly easy to solve
1: Mm
0: -hmm. had had all of those things just been done Mm -hmm. but now the sisters are faced with who did this to him they have the closure of having his body and having confirmed where he is. They have their that he's not their just burial out there somewhere, yeah. So they have that closure, but that's that is just it's not enough.
1: Well, no. It's we not know it's what never happened enough.
0: would never be enough. And it's not justice because it's not like he fell down into a river and that was it and nobody's to blame. There is blame here. There's blunt force trauma and then somebody had the audacity to burn him. Yeah. and roll him up yeah. in a carpet like that that's where justice needs to be served mm-hmm. whoever did this to him needs some kind of degree of punishment because that's murder
1: yeah no he was very <laughs> yeah very clearly there was foul play so somebody's walking around free yeah possibly unless they've committed another crime um for yeah. for a murder which is atrocious it's and it's, it just seems like something that could have possibly been avoided i mean like who knows There, the case could still be open now even if they had but at least like a connection would have been made and family members wouldn't have had to go upwards of
0: almost 15 20 years
1: 20 almost 20 years
0: 22 actually i think it's 22 years from From... no yeah when when did you say this was was it 2014 he went missing on in 1998 he
1: went missing in 1998 but when did they find this out
0: um when they found the body or when they confirmed, um, I can't remember exactly the date that they confirmed, but like what well, it was twenty thirteen that the sisters were able to match the um
1: so 15, 15 years,
0: yeah
1: fifteen going fifteen years, like just not knowing where your brother is or whether he's out there somewhere or whether mm-hmm. like he's alive or dead, yeah, like that's
0: yeah, that's not right, yeah, so they like they are actively actively searching for answers. um, Like, again, if you go and search his case, there's there's like one article. That's yeah. it. So, and I think that's like another big problem here is it's... It, it's just... It's his case because he's a black male does not get enough attention. Yeah. In in regards to another case of like, let's say like a young blonde, blonde female. It's just... Yeah. It's never going to get the same attention and that's why I want to talk about cases like this because... Everyone needs to be found. Everyone needs to have answers. Everyone needs to have resolution to their case, and deserves it. It's just like a right. I think that's like a basic human right. Of course. And like I just like hate thinking that these two sisters are just sitting there, just not knowing, and knowing that their mother has some some secret hold back evidence that she's hanging on to.
1: Yeah. And
0: was she, was the mother ever interviewed? Um, She, she, I don't know about by police. I couldn't find any of that. Um, She did decline to be interviewed for the documentary and I haven't been able to find any kind of other statements from her otherwise. Um, The sisters in the other podcast I I mentioned, and I, again, I will link that. um, They did talk about how they were really upset with the, again, the singular article that came out Mm -hmm. because it painted their mother as, as the victim Mm-hmm. Instead of highlighting the suspiciousness of the case yeah. and talking about Lorian and drawing attention to, like, the urgency of solving the case. Instead, it was, like, this young, grieving single mother. Yeah. Which, of course, is horrible. But when then you go and look at the facts, it it raises even more suspicion.
1: Yeah, there's questions there. There's questions. There's questions there. If there wasn't the Pauline phone number whole thing then I would find no reason for there to be so much suspicion around his mother. Mm-hmm. But aside from this altercation with his friend that the sisters are remembering, but with all of that going on, there's something, something something, doesn't add yeah. up. Um,
0: yeah. Like when Amira talks about in the documentary about the, like, en- encounter between their mother and the friend of Lorian's, it's... She's very put off. Like, mm-hmm. she's like, I don't know what exactly, like caused this encounter to even happen between like a mom and then her son's friend like that's Mm -hmm. weird Mm -hmm. like she points out like the weirdness like how often does your mom fight with like Tyler's friends almost never yeah (laughs) no like never yeah that's weird yeah that is a weird thing Mm -hmm. so that's why she's like it's I don't know the details of it but like it it feels like something and of course you want you do want to like have those things where you're like well like Maybe this is something and you like grasp on to mm-hmm. different leads. But again, these these sisters are adamant that like it's not like he put himself into tricky situations. Like there's yeah. all kinds of speculation and I do urge everyone to watch the documentary because there's like a few different I don't want to say theories, but like they do ramble off like different ideas of what they think could have happened. But again, yeah. they have no no conclusion to what went down.
1: Yeah. Yeah, it just it seems very bizarre. Someone goes to walk from here to here
0: in such a short seen, area. Yeah, like, is
1: never seen again, and then is then then we find out he was murdered in in a in, graphic
0: in, way. Yeah, like it's, and within
1: like less than a day's time, less like than immediately. Exactly. Basically, it's
0: almost yeah. So uh, that's yeah. It's yeah. It's very very. I don't know. Off-putting. Yeah. And how this happens and how it's able to just slip through all the cracks because that just shouldn't happen. No, no, of course not. So I did want to just add in here that if you or anyone you know has any information at all relating to Larian's case, to please contact Tennessee Missing and Unsolved by calling or texting the following number, 615 556 0534, and I'll put that in the show notes as well. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'll also add any kind of links possible to the show notes if I'm able to, after the fact of this episode, find different like channels for you to hit up that can help solve this case basically. Yeah, because that's quite a wild mystery, like,
1: it's quite a mystery,
0: and these sisters deserve answers. Yeah, so
1: good for them for seeking them out
0: yeah and i'm sure they probably won't rest until it's resolved yeah i i know i wouldn't like that's just no yeah so on that note sign up to be super cool and join our cult of extremely awesome people who love true crime at www.patreon.com slash how to not get killed
1: and if you ever want to chat and connect with us you can send us an email to how to not get killed at gmail.com
0: or you can DM us or comment on our posts on Instagram at how to not get killed,
1: And you can follow us on Twitter at H2NGK. And you can also check out our website and shop our merch at www.HowToNotGetKilled.com.
0: Thank you for listening. Yeah, thanks, guys. Keep us lazy. See ya. Bye.